0: Monday the 13th of July 2020 My name's Alex Elliott, and you're listening to The Week in Iceland the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week why it happened and why we should care I'm joined this week by the writer, artist and podcaster Lydia Holt Welcome to you Oh thank you Now, almost all the big stories this week were connected in some way to travel. Um, For example, coronavirus testing rules for Icelandic residents and citizens entering the country have taken a change from this morning with the implementation of Heimkommusmitgaut, or Homecoming Contagion Caution. Lanspitali is taking over all testing from tomorrow after DECODE Genetics unilaterally pulled out of the project the 500-person assembly limit is almost certainly going to stay in place until at least the end of August. Despite initial hopes, it could safely be, safely be raised to 2,000 this summer. Air cabin crew have voted to reject the pay and conditions contract negotiated on their behalf. The two sides are back at the negotiating table and uncertainty remains. The first plane loads of Icelanders heading to sunny beaches have taken off, in the same week as the first cruise ship of the season comes to Iceland, although only about 30 passengers are on board. 70,000 people have accessed their 5,000 krona travel gift from the government, uh, but only 20,000 of them have actually spent it so far. And finally, the treatment of foreign workers in Iceland remains in the spotlight, with buildings inspections being stepped up at houses with suspiciously high numbers of resident, registered residents and a new report into how to improve things for foreign workers in the tourism industry. So, where should we begin?
1: Oh my gosh. Let's begin at the top.
0: At the top? That's a at very good top, place to start.
1: You know, go straight for it. So I've- the
0: testing, actually, that is the biggest news of the day, certainly, I would say, the the changes to the testing rules
1: yeah and it makes sense it does i felt like i when they first began testing and when they first said they're going to start opening the borders i was a little nervous i was like what are they supposed to do if someone comes in and it's a like as what happened a false negative and it's an icelander because you know they're going to go hang out with their friends they're going to go visit places and hang out with a lot of people so i think it's a great idea to have icelanders get tested and lay low for a little bit mm. before they start socializing.
0: When the, when it was first announced um, two or three weeks ago, I think mm. it was, the first initial thing was it's going to be home quarantine for five days. Yeah. It isn't full home quarantine, is it? It's a, it's a sort of a light version.
1: It's a, it's a don't hang out with too many people quarantine. It's a, you know, try not to hug people.
0: Mm. <laughs> don't Hang out with more than 10 people at a time. And yes, don't hug them all. Yeah. Uh, It's it's quite doable, I think.
1: I think so. And Mm. Iceland's been really lucky. And I want to stay lucky. So I'm glad that they're changing, that they're uh, being flexible with the rules. Like seeing how things go, changing as they need to. I think that's great. Mm. As opposed to feeling like, you know, this is the right way to do it. And we're only going to do it this way. So I think that's really great. And they're Mm. listening to the experts which some people in other parts of the world haven't been. So I'm grateful to have experts here and to have them be listened to. Mm. I think it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it hasn't been a a politically-led crisis here, really, has it?
1: No, it hasn't, and it shouldn't be. This is a public health issue. It has nothing to do with politics. Mm. And I feel like just speaking of one of the other things in the news about Decode um, pulling out of doing the testing, I think that's also a great idea. I don't think a private company should be uh, handling most of the testing. It should definitely be uh, a public sector, um, the public sector handling it.
2: Mm.
1: Not someone who's not a company, because their job is to make money. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they've been doing a great job, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, they kind of stepped in, you could say, out of the goodness of their own hearts. Yeah, and exactly. It was always going to be temporary.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. But it seemed like people were surprised. That they were going to stop.
0: Well, I mean, he says we're going to stop from next Monday. That is a bit short short notice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I assumed that there was a plan, but maybe that was, maybe I shouldn't have assumed that there was a plan in in order.
0: I think it was typical Kauri in in some ways. He didn't get the answers he wanted, and so he, he made a big move yeah (laughs) and he is known for doing that sort of thing yeah and
1: he kind of did like to begin testing as well right he was like oh we should be handling this Mm. and then by the same token pulled straight out like we're done yeah but i think everything will be okay
0: it was a good kick up the butt for the authorities
1: yeah yeah Yeah. because it would be easy to just let that continue and be like oh we don't have to worry about it Mm. but it's yeah it should be the authorities taking care of it not decode
2: yeah
0: What do you say to people who doubt that the system is good enough when it comes to tourists? Um, Because obviously Mm. this risk of a false negative at the border is possible for anybody. It doesn't have to be just Icelanders. So why are we distinguishing?
1: Well, the tourists aren't. And when this first began, I was of the mind that everyone should be quarantining. But tourists, it's true. They don't hang out with the quote-unquote general population of iceland Mm. um but i think they should definitely check up on the addresses that people get for like where they're staying to make sure that's where they actually are um which i think they're beginning to do now after a couple of instances of not being able to find people um so i think that's i think it's working out fine for now i have to say though still when i see tourists in town i kind of make sure i'm not too close i'm making sure i have that 2 meters going on yeah um because you never know
0: and it's not i think it's not just about the the risk of the the perhaps number of people that they come into contact with and who mm. they can infect although that is a factor but also the the breadth of the sector of society that they come into contact with yeah because people that live here know more people and they might be in different parties and gatherings that have mm-hmm. got people from all walks of life, from the sports, theater, politics, science, True. instead of just other tourists and people exactly. that work in the tourism industry, which it might be the same number of people, mm-hmm. but it might have the it might have a, a different impact.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, we Agreed. were 450-odd people that got put into quarantine over those two people.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, what's it called? It Exponential exposure. Yeah. <laughs> just those two people. Mm. Yeah, and they were... If they weren't tourists.
0: No, no, exactly that. Yeah.
1: yeah. So there you go.
0: I don't think any of those people that were quarantined had the virus, luckily, but it's a great disruption to them and the economy. It is. Having all those people.
1: It is, but in the long run, it pays off.
0: Oh, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Just saying we want to avoid it <laughs> if possible. Yeah. Okay, should we move on? Yeah. Um, we mentioned Decode and, and Lansby Tully. Um Landspitalin have been have the maximum capacity of about 500 tests per day.
1: And they want to up that, correct?
0: Yes. And now it's going to be from tomorrow up to 2,000 tests per day. And they're doing that without getting more equipment.
1: I was about to ask. Like, how yeah. is that happening?
0: Uh My understanding of it is saying they're going it. to start doing them 10 <laughs> at a time. Right. So you dip 10 sticks in. Right. And if... Anything, if any of them come back positive, mm-hmm. then you have to test. Then more you zero again. in, yeah,
1: right, and that's the limit. According, like they consulted with a with a German testing facility, right? Yeah, like if you do more than ten, it, it it ups the chances of getting false negatives. Yeah, but with the ten, that's kind of the limit.
0: Yeah, I mean, it may be less sensitive than doing them individually. Yeah, but acceptably so, in in inverted commas. Um, so that's. Clever, I guess. We'll have to wait and see if it works, how it works. Fingers
1: crossed. I feel that way about everything regarding COVID, because all it takes is one person. So you just wash your hands, Mm. stay home as much as possible, don't hug people, don't kiss people, Mm. and hope you don't get a false negative.
0: Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In the meantime, they are building, I believe building, certainly refurbing, um, testing space at the hospital to, oh, they to, are. to boost that, but it won't be open until October.
1: Okay. Um,
0: but yeah, so they, they're going to have a, a much bigger capacity. Because, mm-hmm. of course, 2,000 per day, with or without decogenetics, genetics, 2,000 per day isn't a great deal when you look at the number of flights that perhaps could be coming in.
1: And, and how, do we know how many are going to be coming? And also people are coming on boats now. Like the cruise ships are back.
0: Uh, the cruise ship...
1: Cru- the one the one the ro- <laughs> one cruise ship and where did it come from do we know
0: it's uh, la boréal which is a french one they they come every year okay. several times it's a really fancy one i think mm-hmm. they've got maximum 200 people on board at any time
1: okay maximum 200 that's not yeah. bad no so it's not like the giant princess cruise ships exactly
0: that no no okay and they arrived in iceland empty just with the crew mm-hmm. and all the passengers flew in got tested at keplervik Oh, okay, and then weren't allowed onto the ship until they got their negative results. And there's only thirty of them.
1: Okay, that so, sounds great.
0: I mean, yeah, that's it's very. I guess you could call it a pilot project.
1: Yeah, but don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously, I did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so. I just feel it, like
1: tourism is so important to Iceland that uh, they aren't. It's not going to stop. No. It's so important to the economy, but I'm glad to know that there are measures put in place and that the cruise ships even are doing things like this, like having people fly in to make sure they're tested before they get on the boat mm. because then having an infection on the boat is a whole other horrible, horrible mess as we saw when the outbreak uh, outbreak first um, began.
0: Of course, the good thing about cruise ships is they are kind of their own quarantine. This is true. Um, for example, a lot of the cruises that we get in Iceland often start in Norway, don't they? And mm-hmm. come here, and if they went nice and slowly, then <laughs> then you'd know by the time they reached Iceland <laughs> if it was safe or not.
1: That's true. Um,
0: but yeah, I'm not sure how many there will be this summer. There, there were supposed to be hundreds, um, and and then it went down to probably there might not be any. Yeah. So now we know there's at least one. Yes. Um, but other than that, it's very up in the air, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: And the seasons. Of a limited length as well. Mm -hmm. We're already in mid-July. I don't think any come after October, probably even September.
1: Yeah. But it's been a nice level of tourists. Right now? Yeah, Mm. right now. It's really nice. Mm. Like you just see a family here, a family there. Mm. There aren't these massive groups wandering the streets with their tripods trying to get that perfect picture.
0: Yeah. And it's nice to hear different languages again.
1: It is. It's so nice. I was in a, a falafel place the other day. And some people came in and were speaking Arabic and getting their falafels. I was like, oh, it's like being in New York again. (laughs) And then I stepped outside. I was like, right, we're in Iceland.
0: Was it not a very hot day?
1: No, it wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't a super hot day, but it wasn't super cold either. No. It's been actually rather nice.
0: Yeah. Well, a a bit of a side story there. Yeah, the the (laughs) summer so far seems to have been kind of okay.
1: Yeah. I I think we've jinxed it, though.
0: It wasn't as good as last year. Isn't as good as last year. No. But not as bad as the year before.
1: The year before was horrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. If it continues like this, we're okay. Mm -hmm. Um, The 500-person assembly limit is going to stay in place until at least the end of August, probably. That's going to be Thorolv Gudnason's recommendation to the Mm -hmm. health minister. That's okay, isn't it?
1: Are there ever really gatherings of more than 500 people? Festivals. Yeah, I guess you're concerts. right for festivals.
0: Yeah. And Meningenot.
1: Right. But it's still going forward now, just with smaller outdoor... And it's yeah. usually outdoor things for Meningenot.
0: Yeah. It's going to be over... Well, it's going to be Meninger 10 <laughs> nights. And Culture 10 nights this year. Okay. Which is interesting. They're going to concentrate on small um events. Mm-hmm. that anyone can organize i'm not yeah. sure when the i'm not sure if the time limit to apply for grant funding has has run out yet maybe not um anyone can apply for funding
2: mm-hmm.
0: to to run an event in their home or uh, okay. outside the house or whatever um but they're going to be small and mm-hmm. over 10 days um, yeah. yeah and like Ruf, for example the the big the tone concert mm. that's usually on arnhold that's cancelled oh yes of course yeah because that's you know, you that's everyone
1: up. in Iceland comes to that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's freezing, everyone comes. And well, it's stands right before on the fireworks. Display. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, I just remember standing there shivering and like, OK, I can barely hear the music and <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> but everyone enjoys it. Yeah.
0: I mean, and this year it's not canceled outright. They're doing it in small chunks around the whole country. They've been out on the road doing live broadcasts.
1: Oh, that's nice. And it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of old school.
0: Yeah. It's one of the many things about this year that's different. Mm. Maybe not how we would want it to always be, but there's good positives and negatives. Yeah. There's lots of things happening this year that you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, like spreading Culture Night over 10 days. Lovely. Mm. And the Reykjavik Arts Festival is spread over 365 days, Um, which is, you know, nice.
1: Well, you need your art all year, all year round, don't yeah. you? And it's been nice to have like something to look forward to—a mm. small thing this night, maybe next week, go to something else. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it doesn't fully compensate for the feeling of a festival for having this jam-packed itinerary that you. Right. Absorb yourself into. So.
1: But it will come. It will. You know. It will. Eventually, it'll come back. Mm. It will you be okay. So. Um,
0: where are we? Iceland Air Cabin Crew. Ah, this is an interesting one. Um, because they were in dispute for months and months. Oh, yes. And then the union of cabin crew members signed the deal, only for their members to vote it down again.
1: It's a rough time to be uh, a cabin crew worker, personnel person. I don't know what you say. Flight attendant. Yeah. It's a very hard time for that. Because you... There are there are very few flights, and they're cutting back, and they're looking for ways to to slim slim down uh, spending. Yeah, I
0: mean the core I mean, of the Iceland Air have been quite open about it. They want more work, longer, more flexible hours, and to pay them less.
1: Yeah, which is, in my opinion, ridiculous, because <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are other ways that they can cut back. Mm. I'm sure there are people at the top that can spare a little bit, but that's just my opinion.
0: Probably. Uh, they've, but they've made similar deals with their pilots and their mechanics or engineers mm. or both, um, and the cabin crews have been the ones that have been holding out. And good deal, for them. Yeah. Somebody has to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know the details of it, but
1: I don't either. But I feel like with, um, especially with the airline industry, nowadays we have to pay for most of our food on a plane. You have to pay for uh, checked luggage. Depending on the airline, you know, you have to pay for all your checked luggage or if it's more than one or whatever it is. And if I remember correctly, when they started doing that, it was like, oh, a temporary thing just to, you know, Mm -hmm. just for the time being to get through a rough patch of whatever. But we're still doing this. We're Mm. still paying for all these quote-unquote extras. Yeah.
0: You could argue that the basic ticket price has gone down, certainly in Europe anyway.
1: Perhaps. I I don't know the numbers.
0: No, I don't. I think it's like the Ryanair effect, the easy jet effect.
1: (laughs) But I feel like the cabin crew, I feel like they probably see that. And they're like, you know what? If they keep – if they say, oh, this is just for this year – then next year they're going to say, well, you did fine with the cutbacks last year. You should be fine now. Mm. And it's like, no, that was supposed to be a temporary thing. So I can understand the reluctance to just sign the paper and get it done.
0: Absolutely. But I can understand Icelandair's need or desire to have more flexibility and and to lower its overheads because they're in absolute crisis right now and it's not certain they'll survive. This is true. Um, They're entering into a big refinancing deal, which initially was contingent on deal with the pilots, the engineers, and the mm-hmm. cabin crew mm-hmm. being in place beforehand. I see. Um, and it's not now. Um, but So, yeah, it's, it's not certain they will survive. It's very likely.
1: hmm
0: But, uh, yeah, it's tough times because there's so few flights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> tough times all around. Yeah. For everyone.
0: On the positive side, um, people are starting to go on holiday again. Mm-hmm. We talked about the cruise ship already, but yeah. it's going the other way around as well. The first package tours from Iceland are now running again, and they were apparently good bookings um, for people wanting to go to Spain and the Canadian yeah. Islands. Yeah, well,
1: because Icelanders, we've had it so nice here, so everything's gone so well that Icelanders are just ready to go. They're like, what? Well, we're fine. Mm. <laughs> Let's go travel. Back to Tenerife. Let's go.
0: And Spain, for their part, they were hit hard but also early yeah so they're recovering the authorities there are quite confident or certainly very welcoming they want people to come yeah Um, hopefully that won't cause any problems
1: fingers crossed yeah but i feel like spain was hit, like you said they were hit so hard i think they're taking all the precautions they need to they don't want to go through that again
0: no who does yeah yep
1: i still haven't gotten my voucher yet my travel voucher
0: next point well done yeah. Keeping on track.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I hear it's super quick to get it. Like, you just go online, click, 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 and you're you're done.
0: Yep. And the app's quite nice. Oh, and also, it, they, they weren't going to translate any of it into English. And they have now. They weren't? No.
1: Why was that? What was their reasoning?
0: Just because the website, they already have an English language website, like, Nearly all of the tourism websites are in English anyway. Uh So the specific Icelandic summer travel one they weren't going to put into English. Okay. And then the app, I can't remember, there was a reason. Hmm. Um, But apparently they have now translated it into English.
1: I appreciate that. Mm. I'm not an Icelandic speaker.
0: Yeah, it's helpful. It is. Yeah, I I did get, I have got the app. I have accessed the money, but I haven't spent it yet. Mm. So I'm among the... Fifty thousand people in that position.
1: Do you have something in mind?
0: I want to use it for something that's got a good discount, a good extra deal. <laughs> so you it, want a, a
1: double deal? Exactly. You want to have your your cash and get a deal using it.
0: Exactly that. Yeah. Because mm. five thousand isn't a great
1: that's amount not. of money,
0: but a lot of companies are boosting that. Mm-hmm. Like um, one example is um, Air Iceland Connect. They're adding twenty, adding fifty percent to it. So. Ooh. You get seven thousand five hundred instead of five thousand, but of course domestic flights are so expensive. They are <laughs> Yes.
1: I've never looked at domestic flights. We oh, always drive. So expensive. Yeah. Jeez, that okay, well, I guess it does make sense. Yeah, it's you know small market. And do they only fly within Iceland, or can you do they also fly like to say like Faroe Islands?
0: i They have some sort of deal going with Atlantic Airways, mm. like co-chair, I think. But they do fly to Greenland. Greenland? Yeah.
1: I think you should go to Greenland.
0: I'm not sure if the flights, those flights would be eligible because it's specifically domestic tourism.
1: Oh, right. They want to it? put the money back into Iceland. Silly yeah. me. <laughs> 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 what was I thinking?
0: Other airlines are available. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I haven't decided yet, no I know you can use them for car hire and and, uh, hotels and restaurants and all sorts of things So I'm kind of surprised a little bit There's 250-odd thousand people Mm. that are eligible for this And only 20,000 have actually spent with it so far
1: I keep forgetting that it's available as a thing Yeah That's my excuse So maybe other people do too
0: Mm. Very likely And we do have until New Year's Eve
1: Oh, I didn't know there was a limit
0: Yes, oh yeah, yeah Oh boy has to be this year
1: New Year's Eve. Hmm. Okay. It'd be nice to go to like maybe a little hotel somewhere out in the countryside. Yeah. That's my recommendation, people.
0: Yeah. And there's plenty of them.
1: There are tons. Yeah. And they're cute and well managed. And you're out in nature waterfalls, Mm -hmm. lakes, mountains, glaciers.
0: Yeah. What's not the lake? We've rattled through our list, Mm. uh, which is good because the time's rattling on as well. Um, The final item on here is the quite serious issue of uh, workers' rights. Mm. Um, It wasn't much specific in the last week, but it has been kind of the issue of the summer, I think, so far. And they did announce that more inspections are taking place of, of, of potentially substandard housing. Yes. About time, right?
1: About time. I'm really surprised that they were like, oh, yeah, 70-some-odd people were registered in this house. And there was no one keeping an eye on that? No one that raised a red flag like there might be something not quite right going on here. Mm -hmm. And it took people dying in a fire for people to be like, oh, we should check on that. Come on. It's ridiculous. But I'm glad they're finally doing it. I just hope that they continue. I feel like when the
0: spotlight moves on,
1: right? And they're like, "Oh, we're doing it. We're we're doing what we're supposed to do." And then once interest fades, it's human nature. Yeah, I'm not saying it's you know, just the government. It's just what people do.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and the the, the question of responsibility, the question of whose job is what and how clearly defined they are, is is mm. up in the air a little bit. Yeah, I mean. If the fire brigade go in and say this housing is unsafe, mm-hmm. who then enforces that? Is it the police? Is it the city council? Is it mm-hmm. some health and safety agency? Uh, it's. I mean, the rules are there, but they're, they're is not. Is there very a clear. health and
1: safety agency? Like, is there a. Each municipality. Oh, for each. There's not an overall.
0: I don't think so, but there is. Okay. No, I. See, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there is the workplace um, monitoring agency. Okay. But, of course, they don't work on residential housing. So if employers are making their employees work in unsafe environments, Mm. then they can do something about that. But if the same employers are providing the housing, Mm. then that's out of their remit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I I read that they're trying to make sure that workers know their rights and can get in contact with their unions and know... um, how they should be treated, like, and have someone that they can contact if they're in trouble.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm not sure how they're going to enforce that, though.
0: I think that's kind of number one, two, and three, really. Mm. Know your rights. Be aware of of, of what's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how to make people aware of that, mm. and then also the, the the rights or the responsibilities of the unions as well, because they're quite powerful mm-hmm. or they have a very wide-ranging agreement. Right. But do they always have the teeth to be able to...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I would think that the unions would be in contact with these agencies, with the the um, staffing agencies, to make sure that they're uh, following the rules and regulations for employing foreign workers, or well, any workers.
0: They are. But then if they get ignored, or well, the phone slammed down on them or hmm. just...
1: So there's no recourse for them.
0: That's traditionally been the problem, yeah. Because of course unions are not government agencies,
1: right? The union can't then go to the to the government and, and say, "Hey, we think something is up with this company."
0: Yes. Oh, they can. <laughs> they can. Yeah. Anyone can. <laughs> you could. I could. But then, what happens between there and an actual inspection actual or a prosecution? Yeah. Is yeah. yeah.
1: That's been a, a continuing problem, I guess. Because I've known people who have called if they when they've suspected things and have gotten another person on the line who's just like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Mm. And kind of brushes them off. Yeah. So hopefully having this in the news now will put people on their toes, make them more aware.
0: Yeah. I mean, in the case of the house that burnt down, there was... There had been inspections a couple of years ago, I think, um, but it fell through the cracks because something, because they made a planning application. <laughs> because something, <laughs> they made a planning application which got rejected, and because of that, the inspection got forgotten about. It was kind of an administrative error. Oh my <laughs> which gosh!
1: Bureaucracy.
0: Um, yeah, exactly that. But then, of course, there are plenty more buildings like that.
1: Yeah. Um, Apparently right next to the house that burnt down there's another house. Same company. Owned by the same company with more than 70 people registered there as well. Mm. Crazy. It's all in plain sight.
0: Yeah. And that's not to say that 70 people live there. Mhm. Just that they've got 70 people registered as living there.
1: Exactly. But oh. then where are they? Yeah. If where they're not they? there. Tough. I shudder to think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. Well, that seems like an appropriately <laughs> grim moment to stop the show.
1: <laughs> Everything is awful.
0: Everything is awful, <laughs> but happy summer. Um, well, there we go. It's a, a massive thanks to my guest, uh, Lydia Holt. The Week in Iceland will be back next Monday, the 20th of July on roof.is forward slash English. Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app and your favourite podcast platform. If you've been enjoying my other show, Nia uh, Raddir, remember you can also catch up on That on the Roof Player and at five past eight every Saturday morning on Raustvur. We finish today with one of the five songs featured in this week's show for no other reason than it's a nice song, and I'd like to hear it again. Um, it's Fingur by Iravour Bye for now.